Welcome back to I've Made a Huge Mistake, uh, an Arrested Development podcast. I am your host, Darren, and we have finally returned for the final question mark season of Arrested Development uh, season five, helpfully uploaded in two eight episode chunks for us. Uh, although once I get towards the end of the show, I'll discuss more about the final episode, which is basically two episodes. <laughs> it's, they they kind of got their 17th episode in there. Um, you know, uh, obviously, um, you know, this the whole kind of first half was uploaded on the 29th of May 2018, uh, with the rest then being uploaded in 2019. Um, I am joined by returning guest uh, Jim Donahue. I find it funny because obviously, you know, we open a little bit with this uh, this first episode, um, as always, jumping into Michael um, at his job. Um, and I do kind of like this this opening montage where he's working. He's working once again for Google, although they never say Google's name. Um, instead, Ron Howard describes it as a place that is well known for, you know, treating its employees a certain way and, you know, gathering all this information to sell on you. Um, and we see him playing volleyball and ping pong and then also um taking a family self-defense course which he has misread because he thought it was defense against his family but it's actually defense and i like how he just says to one of the kids you know the instructor one of the kids can just start wailing on me uh, and we we kind of then recap season four's story for michael where you know he becomes uh, a movie producer um uh, potentially for a film based on uh the, the bluth family um, and obviously, Ron Howard phrases things a little vaguely when he says the the heart of it is the father son story, which obviously Michael uh, misread as being about him and his father. When of course, what we actually were after was him and his son. Um, and then uh, from there, um, I like that we get ourselves a nice early appearance of Steve Holt, um, where the 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 house is going to be tented, and so Michael goes back because he's afraid that somebody like he's about to leave, and he says, "Where well, there? Somebody might be in there," uh, and it turns out he's correct. Um, his younger brother Buster is in the attic, dressed in his son's scuba gear. Um, they never ever went scuba diving. This is something that will recur in a few episodes' time. Um, where and this is Michael's new job, basically, is mapping the ocean floor on behalf of Google. Um, he's still driving around the Google um, Maps car um, and he is trying to avoid Lucille too because he owes the money. Again, we get a recap of the kind of threat that was made by um, uh, her brother at the end of uh, or in the middle of last season, I think. Um, and then we also see George Michael and maybe um, still plotting, uh, you know, about, uh, I mean, <laughs> still plotting about fake block. Uh, that story will take all the way to the end of this season before it finally gets resolved. Um, and then we get a character who will only appear in a few episodes, uh, which is Lieutenant Toddler. <laughs> I don't know why they named her that. Um, which Michael runs into when he's trying to avoid Lucille 2 in the, uh, the, the kind of the apartment building. Um, and then we cut to Job, who is trying to buy a shame wow, um, which is a different word for a forget me now. Uh, a request apparently he has already made 500 times to this one guy <laughs> and the guy's about to call the police where he run when he runs into George senior um and uh, on the next uh, we see that Lindsay is at the border she's uh, on a uh, I don't know on a stage somewhere separate to the rest of the cast um, in the back of a limo 
um, as she um, is trying to get back into America, but obviously she doesn't have any kind of passport or anything like that. Uh, this relates to the whole fact that the border has changed because of, you know, the, the land was on the wrong side um, and the stuff to do with the Mexican Romneys, which will appear later on in the season. Um, and then Tobias, who is Lucille's therapist for some reason, um, arrives at the cottage and she sees somebody on the beach that she instantly hates. And it turns out it is Tobias uh, in his cutoffs <laughs> running around joyfully enjoying the beach, which is such a, a weird... Uh, the way David Cross plays it is so kind of weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of what happens in this episode. Um, uh, now, obviously, Jim, um, before we recorded, you, you, you made it known your feelings on seasons four and five and your lack of enjoyment. Not a big fan, Darren. Not a big fan. <laughs> but I, I don't want this season five recap to be 100% negative, you know, much like I feel the critics' reaction was to it. Actually, no, I'll say it was 50-50. There were some people out there who didn't mind this season. Um, and I've only watched this season through all the way, you know, maybe twice uh, before now, whereas obviously the first few seasons I'd watched, I don't know, maybe dozens, hundreds of times. I lost. Yeah, I days. mean, by the when we recorded those, I had probably seen the first three seasons a dozen times, probably. You know, the uh, this opening episode, uh, which is called Family Leave, uh, written by Mitch Herbert and Jim Vallely, who will write most of the first half of this season, and directed by Troy Miller, who directed, I think, m- most of season four and pretty much every single episode of season five. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think the kind of the basic stories of, like, I don't know. I like the stuff with Tony Hale. Let's probably like that. Like, I think this is kind of weird, this, this weird storyline they have with people like bluths who uh, are afraid of certain things and so they like faint or scream and um george george michael is afraid of scuba to the point where every time um that that michael has tried to take him scuba diving he just basically faints as soon as he hears about any of the dangers of the sea um in particular when they're learning the different hand gestures about like how they're out of oxygen and there's a shark and all that kind of and it just kind of as a child it just makes him collapse um and I, I don't know, I, I kind of enjoy just the weird kind of reactions. It's one of these things that I think Mitch Hurwitz has kind of always dealt with when it comes to the blues, which is they're so kind of cut off from reality um, that like even when George Michael is taking like scuba lessons, which scuba lessons are not cheap. Um, he just kind of faints at <laughs> the first thought of like having to exert himself. Uh, which I think also kind of calls back to the whole thing where, you know, his like the main thing that he did as his own only exercise was hanging from monkey bars. Um, so the idea that a young, you know, uh, George Michael would be able to cope with scuba diving, I think is a little bit kind of like, I don't know why Michael even thought that was yeah, possible. probably a bit much. Um, and then, of course, we had like the kind of the... the the reaction that we have from Buster of him being in, in the in the the suit, and there is there is this weird little joke that they introduce in this episode that I don't think comes back anywhere, which is Buster um, asking for help and then getting angry instantly. So when Michael's trying to explain about you know like we need to get you out of this you know the attic. And then he's like, you know, going to leave him there. He's like, pick a lane, Michael. And then when he, later on, when he falls backwards, he's like trying to help him up. And he's like, you want to help me? You don't want to help me? Pick a lane, Michael. Like he keeps him to pick a lane. I, I, I don't did, know why. I did like the like the first half of that conversation in the attic. Yeah. Uh, I've, the, I've, the, the Buster's uh, kind of Terminator hand made me smile at least. <laughs> and the, the back and forth between the brothers. First half of that makes me laugh and then twist the back half with the falling over and the the physical shtick uh, loses me (laughs) so 
It's a 50-50 thing. I liked I liked the first half of that scene. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think as well, um, pro- I mean, probably my favorite part of this episode is just the fact that obviously nobody recognizes Steve Holt, which continues over from season four, basically. And the fact that Steve Holt, like when when Michael is saying, oh, maybe this person's in the attic, maybe that person, then he goes, maybe my dad's in the attic. And he just goes, George Senior. <laughs> now, I actually, I wasn't entirely sure. Michael knows Steve Holt, right? He has met Steve Holt? Yeah, I think this is a commentary on the actor and the fact that the actor has, you know, since he was a child, has put weight on and he looks different. And it's easy for him to... There's also the joke about um, uh, George Michael not having never met Lucille too. Yes. Which I think... So I, I, for when I was watching this episode, I wasn't entirely sure if... Michael had met Steve Holt. Yeah, because in season three, there's the whole thing where he's like Uncle Mike, and he's like Steve Holt. Okay, okay, so thank you. They, you know, they they had they kept those balls in the air, so they they've trained together, and yet he completely doesn't. Which is worse, which you know, Justin uh, is it Justin Wade? I think is the name of the actor who plays. He does look he does look notably different to it when he was younger in the you know, which you know happens to happens to people. Um, but I think in season four they use that gag as well with Job not even recognizing his own son. Right. And now they're using the same joke here with Michael. But I do kind of love how as he walks away, he's like, that bug guy seems to know a lot about our family. <laughs> and it's kind of like, it's just, I don't know. It, I, for, I guess for like longtime fans, it kind of makes sense. But, you know, if you're watching it as a newer person, and I don't know why anyone watched season five without knowing the rest. But it's kind of it's kind of a weird joke that Michael doesn't remember like that that is Steve Holt. Right. Uh, even with his enthusiastic, like, you know, George Sr., um, and the fact that it says like Steve Holt pest control, <laughs> he still doesn't, he still doesn't get it. And this is something that obviously will be kind of elaborated upon in the next few episodes when Steve Holt actually rejoins his cousins and they decide to take a road trip. Um, so it's not just like a one-off gag that Steve Holt is here, but um, you know, I can't, I kind of, I kind of like that. Um, we do get a lot more of the recap of the end of season four with George Michael, you know, punching Michael and all the stuff with Rebel again is kind of recapped. And that brings us up to date in terms of, you know, the phone call that was at the end of season four where uh, we saw um, George Michael and Rebel together in bed. And we, we get to see the other half of that phone call here. Um, uh, and and also, um, you know, it, like this is where Michael is is kind of trying to find Lucille too. Like this is, uh, I mean, it's worth saying as well, obviously um, he has been given a forget me now and he's two days like out of sync with everybody else. Um, so he thinks that, you know, the the guys who were doing the pest control are working on a holiday when, in fact, the holiday was like a couple of days before and everybody's actually, you know, in the work week. So they kind of use that gag a, quite a bit as well in upcoming episodes where Michael is constantly a few days out from everybody um, in terms of what actually is happening. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, then, you know, Michael kind of... Um, uh, like he's he I, I kind of like the, the whole interaction with L- Lieutenant Toddler um, because when he says there's nobody who's got red hair in my family and then he, he kind of ends up going, well, aside from this person and aside from that person. And then he's like, oh, and I am holding a red wig in my hand. <laughs> like it's literally um, his kind of his kind of in, unintentional babbling. And then the whole thing where he's like, um, you know, I love you. I do think the whole the kind of elevator doors slowly closing and he keeps adding and adding and then just goes, 
I love you at the end, like as if this is meant to be the way that he says goodbye to people. I, I thought that was a solid joke. I'm I'm assuming Lieutenant Toddler was meant to be sort of a Lieutenant Columbo riff. Did that strike you or no? I I don't know. Cause the thing is, she's I you know she's only in a couple of episodes. Um, I think she's actually only in like three episodes. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, I, I guess it's just meant to it's meant to kind of um, uh, give us the idea of you know somebody is is kind of following up on the whole lucille 2 thing and you know she's obviously been missing and, for a couple of days she seems uh competent <laughs> in, a, in a weird way. yeah which is not <laughs> by the show because so many people are incompetent yeah although i i think the the weirdest thing is like um the like the i mean i i think that the you know the the actor does a good job but i don't think she's given a huge amount to do she just kind of stands there i actually wish they had written it better but i think the actress herself uh delivers with what she has yeah and she and she just kind of does this whole thing where she stands there and just asks like very basic questions and obviously michael just keeps babbling and kind of incriminating himself more and more and and then tries to correct himself and then he can't and then he ends up babbling a bit more and i think like his kind of inherent nervousness is meant to lead us to think that he has killed lucille too and he's trying to cover it up you know, so I, I, this is something that kind of happens again, um, you know, in this season, that there are a few like red herrings as to who killed Lucille too. Um, and I think this is meant to be setting up Michael as one of those because obviously he doesn't, they, there's so many kind of flashbacks to him getting the forget me now from Job. Like it's every few minutes they keep kind of cutting back to it. I don't know if Michael's remembering that or what it's meant to be, but it's just this weird flash where they'll put in the, the, the kind of forget me now thing um and so obviously it's meant to make michael look kind of guilty um and i i, I mean i i can't, i always like jason bateman anyway and i think his kind of delivery is is quite funny when he keeps like saying something and then contradicting himself and then kind of trying to correct it and then eventually when he's like you know i just that's how i say goodbye when he's like i love you um and that that is that's something like his kind of weird vocal kind of ticks is something that will also like kind of lead him into trouble further down the season anyway um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There's a huge amount. It's again a lot of this episode actually feels like there's a, a kind of you know there's a lot of exposition um, and recapping going on, um, and I I think again it's it's something that always happens with the first episode of every season of Rest Development. Really, they kind of try and set everything up so you know where the rest of the season's heading, and so setting Michael up here as like he's found Buster in the attic, he's gone back to the penthouse to try and you know find Lucille too. Um, you know, he thinks Lucille 2 is alive, so I'm sorry, he's trying to avoid Lucille 2 because he doesn't want to have to pay back the money. Um, and then there's a there's a whole, I mean, there's there's a whole thing with um, maybe in George Michael where they recite these things that, um, you know, Lucille has told them where they they forget they don't forgive <laughs> instead of forget, not forget. And then there's that whole kind of thing about um, rapists and murderers and it's like you end up with one murdered rapist. And it's like such a... I pre- like Alia Shawkat in those scenes, I think she really sells her lines really well there. And that whole and the the thing is as well, the whole kind of forget not forgive comes back later on when 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 you know eventually you know it's a setup for something that's kind of gets paid off later on. Um, but yeah, I I mean the thing is with Michael, something that I noticed with a lot of this season, he spends a lot of time going backwards and forwards between the same two and three locations, and kind of running into the same characters and then running into different characters like he he's again like you know obviously in the original series he was always the straight man anyway 
And so here they're kind of using him back in that role. Uh, whereas obviously with season four, he kind of just had to be the connective tissue between kind of disparate storylines and kind of connect other characters together. Uh, whereas here he very much is kind of like, he goes to the, you know, the penthouse and that sets up maybe his joke of her trying to kind of um, clear out um, and taking the, <laughs> the bag of sex toys, which I, which I kind of like because it, it gets brought, that bag of sex toys ends up being brought up in a later episode. Um, but the the fact that, you know, maybe is trying to like scrub her existence um, from that that kind of apartment um, is something that will happen in later episodes as well, where she keeps trying to she has to keep getting rid of her evidence that she's been somewhere and then kind of a, a escape. Uh, and that that's kind of like her her kind of whole storyline for this season is her constantly taking on different personas and trying to have having to escape from what she's doing. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Adia Shawkat is great and the kind of stuff that she does with, uh, you know, George Michael as well. She's basically she kind of admits that she set them up um, where she was hoping that they would get into a fight. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, I kind of like her confession of like, yeah, this is what I was hoping would happen. <laughs> like I told him and I told you and I was waiting for some something to happen from it. But, you know, And she admits because she was bored. And I, I don't know, I kind of I kind of like how, how strong like Adia Shawkat is probably the highlight of this season, just how firmly she is in cat yes yeah. i would agree with you and uh, and how, how well she plays maybe as well like she it's one of those kind of things where she has a clear a clear idea of the character and, and whenever she's in she always kind of plays it the same way um have you seen uh search party oh, yes i love i love search party it was great she's so wonderful yeah in that. yeah um i'm i'm wait i think there's a season three to come isn't there? there's a third season there is it was shot last fall and uh like september to november i believe and there hasn't been any indication of when it will air but hopefully soon <laughs> yeah um yeah i i mean i the thing is as well is like i was kind of sold on search party season one just off annie ashore cat um and then you know after that like everything else in that series is uh it, you know is really good i think they've said the third season will be the final season or have they not i don't know actually i'm not sure on that right i don't know i just hope they air it yeah well i was gonna say i think it's been more than a year since they announced it and like you say uh, you know it's been a while since they filmed it so um you know yeah i mean what, what it finished like december 2000s end of 2017 so you know it's been yeah. like more than so 18 we're, months we're, we're, we're heading towards two years of being uh off the air which is always frustrating yeah yeah uh but yeah so she's all she's really good in in this episode um, you know, I, I particularly kind of like the fact that she, she looks at the maid and she's like, you know, what I think would look cute on you. And then, and then she kind of dresses. Her. And obviously we already see the results of it before we see her dress her up. Cause obviously the maid comes out, um, you know, and goes past Michael. Um, so it's kind of nice to get the kind of the setup to that payoff, um, you know, kind of straight away. Um, uh, I mean, I, I, other than that, I don't know that there's really a huge amount going on with, you know, like Lindsay. I mean, you know, obviously for for this season, um, Portia de Rossi had retired from acting. She was no longer acting. Um, and so Mitch Herbert's kind of convinced her to come back, but she would only do like two or three days. Um, so all of her stuff is kind of shot within the space of like one weekend and it's pretty much all on separate sets and any other times that you see her interacting with cast members aside from the final episode of the season where she was on set um is pretty much all like either like in this limousine scene she's basically in a a, a, a limo somewhere else and they just kind of film the other side you can kind of tell from the lighting that it's different um, and later on in the season they'll do a few tricks to kind of hide that she's not on set 
um, for most of that. Uh, most of it is just basically green screen her into a shot and then, or shooting from behind, or in one particular storyline, they just cover her with a sheet. Um, you know, so, uh, but yeah, so I, I don't, I mean, the stuff with um, Job, I think, is quite funny just because, um, you know, I mean, again, I love Will Arnett, and I think his kind of thing where he's, he's trying to get the forget me nows and it's made clear that basically when he got stuck in his kind of his his hole and he he kept giving taking forget me nows to forget the previous day and then forgot he'd take them um and the fact that he basically lost months of his life kind of stuck there the fact that he's returned to the same place and he's like you know i i need to and the fact that he can't remember anything i love his cell of like um i've got to i've got to get some before it gets stuck in my um in the um uh, in the and and I just like the fact that he can't even remember that the word brain is just is is kind of like the way he sells it is kind of funny, um, and then of course you know the fact that George Senior arrives and they both they both kind of this is a story for the next kind of few episodes with a pair of them they decide that they're going to go to Mexico and kind of party, um, which is actually it's I mean at least it kind of puts an end to the whole Job getting stuck taking forget me nows things because I thought that was a funny storyline in season four. But I don't know that I could have the rest of season five just be Job constantly taking forget me nows and forgetting everything again and again and again. Uh, but I do kind of like that he keeps returning to this one shop and the guy has basically seen him like five hundred times and he's about to call the police before Job kind of. I do. I like the montage. I, it's just in the corner of the shot of all the photos of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are nice, you know, there are nice little details like that, and of course, uh, Tobias. Uh, you know, busts Lucille out of austerity and they arrive at the beach cottage, something which will become more important as the season goes on. Um, you know, it's odd because it's kind of painted as they arrive at this property and I don't know, like it's only a brief part of this episode, but to me it doesn't feel like it's sold as they own the beach cottage. It just feels like this is a place that they've gone to. Um, but obviously in future episodes, it becomes obvious that, you know, this is a place that they have owned for many years and they told Michael that they sold. And that becomes obviously, you know, the kind of the fourth episode has a whole thing where <laughs> Tobias can't keep the secret and kind of accidentally lets Michael know that they've got the, the cottage. Um, but yeah, so I think that's pretty much everything in the episode. I mean, is there anything else that kind of, um, I mean, I think, I think that the thing is as well, they, they kind of, they gloss over maybe and the kind of the the stuff that was going on with Perfecto pretty quickly, like you know the whole stuff with her. Like that's that's why she goes into hiding, and I I guess they kind of they kind of move on that pretty quickly so that she kind of just basically gets out of Lucille Two's apartment and goes hide, and they don't really dwell on that that much. Um, but other than that, I don't know if there's anything else in this episode. Uh, one line that I like, but I have to admit it's it's possible that it was a reuse of a a shot from season four when uh, the celebration of Cinco and the the cop says to the body that's either, I don't know, it's either a dead body or a guy who's passed out when the cop says, don't aggressively come at me, sir. I, that made me Yeah, laugh. no, that was uh, Herbert Love who'd been knocked out by uh, Buster, I think. Herbert yeah. Love, oh, you're right. But they don't, obviously they don't have they don't have Terry Crews back for this season, so it's it's just an unconscious body. Right. But yeah, I do kind of like yeah, he he's unconscious and the police are still saying don't don't attack us. And there is a there is a, one of many like I don't know, in jokes about transparent where uh George Senior answers the door wearing a wig and uh the narrator says his impression of a woman wasn't going to win him any awards. Um 
which I, you know, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it's I kind of. Yeah, well, the, the the thing is they use they use some of the same locations as transparent later in the season. So there's a few kind of like just visual jokes about that kind of stuff um, later on. But yeah, I, it, it felt like a bit of a clunky like it's it's kind of obvious if you if like if, I guess for people who don't watch transparent, which from what I understand, the viewing figures are not that high on transparent. Uh, you know, it's mostly like an awards magnet uh, more than anything else. Um, yeah, so like the, the kind of the reference might escape some people. Uh, so it, it, it's kind of one of the more kind of uh, in jokes in the show. I will say uh, season one of Transparent, kind of bumpy. Uh, season two, kind of brilliant. I think season two is great. Yeah. And then it just stumbled all over the place in season three. And I don't think I even finished watching it. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think the first season is a little bit rough. It takes a little while to figure out what it's going to be, but yeah, season two is pretty, is pretty good. Um, and then yeah, the, 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 the since then, I don't, I feel like it hasn't had as much, like it seemed to have a direction in season two that I think they kind of lost for the, the seasons after yeah. that. And obviously it will be wrapping up with a, a musical episode or something at some point. Yeah, yeah. like a, a feature-length yeah. musical. In which obviously... Which we'll watch, even though I didn't complete the last season. Yeah, which obviously they will kill uh, Jeffrey Tambor off, <laughs> um, you know, due to various things. But yeah, I also, I also like, the I thought the, the, the spelling out of the number plate as well was pretty funny. That toddler got it right yeah, away. Yeah. I thought that was... It's like a new start. And then, and then of course, he goes to spell uh, a narrapist, and he kind of... <laughs> and <I'll>, yes. <laughs> he kind of stops himself, and he's like... No, no. <laughs> yeah, which is a nice little kind of thing, uh, and of course the cutoffs return. Tobias, uh, when frolicking on the beach, is in the cutoffs, um, which uh, you know, which I kind of like, um, and also it's worth saying as well. You know, Michael leaves a note. Um, you know, and that you know that's why you always leave a note, and he does leave a note, and of course immediately um, it incriminates him, <laughs> um, and and Joe leaves himself a note as well, but. He doesn't remember it that he's left the note because obviously he's taken too many forget me now. Um, so there's you know there's some nice little callbacks to the the original season. Um, so uh, is there anything else that we need to discuss, or do you feel like we've kind of pretty much covered this uh, this episode? I actually, I think I, I I'm looking at my notes and we've actually touched on everything that I wanted to touch on. Uh, obviously, the uh, the on the next uh, g- kind of lets us know that Lindsay is stuck at the border. And of course, that's where we see uh, Tobias and Lucille arrive at the cottage. Like I said, I mean, it's weird because actually those two on the next, those two things are actually quite important because Lindsay stuck at the border is going to be the excuse as to why she isn't in pretty much any other episodes for the rest of the season. Um, and yeah. uh, well, I, I think she appears in one episode, but then, you know, she goes missing again. Um, and obviously the cottage, like I say, it becomes an important plot point. So it's one of those rare times where we had an on the next that actually has some important stuff in it, um, you know. But uh, yeah, so, well, uh, if we've covered everything, then let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Jim? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter. I am other Jim Donahue. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at A Huge Mistake Pod or on Facebook at uh, I've Made a Huge Mistake, I think. Uh, so thanks for being my guest for this, the first episode of the final question mark season of Arrested Development, Jim? Let's hope so, Darren. (laughs) And otherwise, goodbye. Bye.